0: elf on the shelf has always been a terrifying looking because you know like back in the old days like no one knew like dolls look creepy right nowadays we do and yet we still made the elf on the shelf look like a serial murderer
1: it looks like one of those porcelain dolls that you would have collected in like the 20s that would kill everybody in the house it looks like one of the killers from the like movie
0: uh what the fuck is that movie with Liv tyler like the the outsiders or something oh like that. yeah um, yeah i don't it's, know um, i mean they weren't like bags over their head but like that that mask that face just looks like something from like yeah like the that or the purge or something that's that's a purge elf yeah that's not that an elf that's gonna bring tell santa good stuff that's an elf that kills
1: people yeah so i'm like I, i'm sad that i have done something i don't know what it is and she just like <laughs> she's she doesn't she's never had skates before so she just like rolls off very solemn and downtrodden is just like rolling away crying and she runs up to her brother or rolls up to her brother and is like kevin touched lola oh my god and i'm i'm like what the fuck did i just do and he's like you can't touch the elf dude
0: this this is this is a paranormal activity shit You're haunted, that elf has a demon soul and you made a connection with it.
1: So apparently in the story of Elf on a Shelf, nobody can fucking touch it. Like you can't touch it. If you touch Um, it, it loses its magic and cannot get back to the North Pole. So they're like, they're thinking that Santa's not gonna come, that this fucking dumbass little murdering looking elf is gonna (laughs) be stranded here. Like it was a horrible night. Wicked smart, wicked cool, wicked fucking stupid, whatever the fuck, just something wicked.
0: I'm thinking like a throw this teaser, it's so
1: hot here!
0: My boy's wicked smart. Because
1: the boy is hotter than hot, he's hot, hot, hot! Are you not entertained?
0: Are you not entertained? Speaking of stories, we'll just get into the whole thing. So, obviously, to everyone, welcome. This is the new format of Wicked High, where we're probably just gonna bullshit and then get into our real themes right now. Which, luckily for you, speaking of stories, uh, we're gonna tell stories that have never been told before. Or at least were planned to be told, but never were. This, ladies and gentlemen, is the episode where we talk about sequels that were planned, but never made. And in lieu of uh, Netflix just deciding to film a bright two that's right the shitty will smith movie that no one asked for a sequel is getting a sequel we figured why don't we talk about movies that maybe or may not deserve sequels had sequels but never went through with them
1: yeah i'm super excited to talk about this (laughs) we each have three that we're going to talk about um Plus an honorable mention. <laughs> yeah, plus an honorable mention. that Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I,
0: go ahead. Yeah, no. I, I was just gonna say, the lineup that I know you have and the lineup that I have has probably some of the most interesting stories of how all this came together because a lot of these movies, and and for you and for myself. They don't seem like they would ever have sequels. Yeah. And, and, which is surprising to say, considering in this day and time, where basically everything needs to become a franchise, everything needs to have a sequel, they just need to keep pumping pumping money out of it. Yeah. It didn't really seem the case back then, but shit, even back then, man, they were still trying to franchise the shit out of everything, trying to make a sequel out of everything, and it's surprising that it, a- it never actually
1: came to fruition. Yeah, I know... <laughs> the, the three that I picked, like, I wanted sequels of all of them, but I understand why none of them have been made so far.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, totally. <laughs> I mean, all the ones that I have are kind of ridiculous, but I wouldn't say I would be against seeing. I mean, some I would be like, no, 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 no. Yeah. But others I'm like, eh, what are, I wonder how that would go. Yeah. Because they're so the opposite of what the original source material was uh-huh. that I'm almost curious, like, I wonder how this would go.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. It's especially since some of the ours are, are from the 80s, I guess. So, some of ours are from the 80s. So if they were to make a sequel of one of those movies now, it's like, Ugh, how is that going to look? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think most of ours come from like 80s, 90s. So, Kevin, let me bring, let me, let me phrase this to you. What do you think is one of the most ridiculous combinations? I'm going to pose this to you. One thing that is whimsical, beautiful, adventure mixed with. Hey, you remember when we did all that beautiful stuff? Now we're going to make it into a straight up horror movie. It's like going from, I don't know, I-, I would say like lightheartedness to straight up horror, violent gore fest. Jesus. I'm talking ET to Nocturnal Fears. Oh, God. <laughs> So, yeah, so this is a thing. So just based on the title, like I said, we see E.T. go dark really fast, which is ridiculous because it's E.T., this fucking weird-looking mutant that's, like, all wrinkles and shit goes from adventure buddy movie to, like, Stranger things as horror fest. Um, So just to let you know, the script was actually written by Steven Spielberg and E.T. writer Melissa Matheson. Um, basically what happens is it picks up right after the movie ends, the first, end of the first film. So E.T. goes off, you know, E.T. phones at home. He goes home. Elliot, he's being a little bitch. He's sad. He's out of school for the summer. He's got no aliens to play with. So he's stuck to doing 80s things like every other kid. Um, however, that that signal E.T. sent out wasn't just to his planet it was a it was a wide broadcast to all the scum of the universe and some evil quote unquote evil carnivorous aliens show up as a response to ET's call of help they get into the forest they start fucking shit up eating shit just wreaking havoc the main like alien boss is like find everything get get everyone Ends up near the near the part of the story. Elliot and his friends are captured and violently tortured. This is what Steven Spielberg said: violently tortured. Elliot and his friends. Remember those kids that were riding on on bicycles, escaping the FBI or whatever CIA. They're being violently tortured by alien <laughs> beings. But guess what? It's all rectified. ET comes back, saves the day. Yay! So. Basically, obviously, Spielberg didn't make this movie because he thought it would ruin the quote-unquote virginity of the movie. It would destroy the beauty of his first, I mean, I wouldn't say it's a perfect movie, but, but the beauty of his first movie. Um, thoughts on ET2? Nocturnal Fears.
1: That scared the shit out of me. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's not like it's a sequel to Alien. It's aliens. It's not right. aliens. It's not like, I, I, I know what I'm getting. I know what I'm getting with alien. I'm going to go see aliens and be m- even more scared. It's like, that's like the quintessential movie of 90s kids and 80s kids. Like that's your comfort movie. Adventure. Yeah. That's your adventure. Yeah.
0: Every kid wants to be Elliot and have that adventure because no one gets killed. No one gets in really serious trouble despite like stealing government property yeah <laughs> <and> getting away <laughs> with it um i love that that's how that like none of that plot point was even mentioned in the the inception of this sequel it's just like all right et's gone and the government i guess just forget about it they're like all right he's gone Fuck those kids we didn't really care anyway um i am i am glad however that because like you said like you're going in you're going from aliens to aliens so you're expecting that same amount of terror With ET, if he just, if if Spielberg just made it ET2, I'd be like, oh, shit, he comes back. They have more great adventures. You needed to throw in the nocturnal fears.
1: That's what gets me. (laughs) That's That's like, it needs to be
0: not ET2, nocturnal, and anthology. (laughs) Like, this is what ET would have been. uh, Because an extraterrestrial, to me, as a
1: human being, I think like I'm afraid of aliens, right? Like, Aliens just don't come around and hang out. Here, here's my thoughts on ET in general. I hated the movie. First of all, two. There, okay, so there, there's two reasons. <laughs> I hate Reese's Pieces. Can't stand them. I fucking hate them.
0: <laughs> so that's the root of the movie. Is the is the product placement? No, that's the... like no, that's like <laughs> okay. the, the that's like one A. You're like fuck Reese's Pieces. I'm a I'm a skittles guy or m&m sky
1: i have i don't want anything to do with this et that's yeah my thoughts yes the the main reason was never in my life even as a kid did i ever want to see an alien like in real life so when (laughs) elliot finds this alien i'm just like no nobody would do that like i would not have fucking done that i would not have even gotten next to a fucking alien let alone befriend one. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. Be friendwood and don't tell your parents. What if what if ET2 Nocturnal Fear is, ended up being like, this is what actually would have happened if a kid found some alien creature? It would you're hiding it from your parents and it's like slowly like growing strength and evolving, like alien, right? The yeah. alien comes out of the chest, right? I mean, it's disgusting, but it's still kind of like innocent in a way. It's still vulnerable, it's still this tiny little creature. E.T. is like that. He's, I mean, he's like a giant, disgusting, fucking monster. But um, <laughs> what if ET, while Elliot's hiding him from his mom, and which, by the way, the parents were complete—well, the mom was a fucking idiot. Like, how does she not know that Yoda was ET? Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. She's... Or, or, uh, or not Yoda. Uh, uh, the ET sees Yoda, the the ghost guy. They're like, "Oh, who's your friend under the white sheet?" That would never happen. But anyway what if that during that entire time, ET slowly mutating and becoming, he's probably part of like, like a gremlin race, right? Like, Oh yeah. The Furby guy, he's cute, but soon he'll evolve into an asshole that tries, that kills, murders people. So shame on Elliot really for taking in this. You're right. I don't fuck with aliens. You don't know
1: what that is. I would, I would be calling the government. There's two things that I don't fuck with uh actually three with recent pieces (laughs) so first off demons fuck that yeah you can't beat a demon you can't beat an alien you can't beat a demon you can't beat an alien if they were a fucking team we would be done oh for sure what if there's a demon race like doom oh shit that's like alien (laughs) and and hell 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 alien demons new movie idea that's a new movie (laughs) idea
0: (laughs) that's a sequel idea et2 nocturnal fears alien demons you heard it here (laughs) um yeah i i don't as far as the movie is concerned et2 nocturnal fears is an amazing title (laughs) um but i don't know if i yeah i i mean i think et's fine i think maybe if et2 nocturnal fears was a thing i'd probably be more into that than i would be with uh the normal et story because it does kind of have like a stranger things feel to it like just when i was reading it it felt like stranger things i feel like et2 nocturnal fears is stranger things so i guess we kind of got that
1: yeah i I guess i i mean they could have been two separate movies like the second one could have been its own horror movie on its like by itself and just like don't even involve elliot or et and just like or make that like a little tiny plot point like maybe some canon that you released like a little earlier in the trailer or something. Uh, I see. So you're saying like ET2,
0: it's like we saw ET, the good ET. Now we're seeing a bad ET, a bad yeah. extraterrestrial yeah. that Elliot can't just come up and <clears throat> like try to hug. It's going to fucking rip your face off.
1: I've been looking forward to ET2 Nocturnal Fears if it ever gets me. <laughs> so, so this was when did this get canceled or when did they decide not to make this?
0: Uh, Basically right after they had written the script. So like it, it was, it was planned right after the movie. The first one was a success. And then Spielberg was basically like, um, I'm, I'm, I'm calling it quits on this one.
1: It's kind of funny. And it also sucks that you're like, it takes so long to write a script and like, it's, it's such a process. Imagine like finishing a script and then rereading it and being like fuck we are never gonna make this movie <laughs>
0: yeah i mean i'm sure the studio would have made it but i guess it, it ultimately he probably looked at it and was like this is one may not be good and two would ruin what i made before which makes sense
1: yeah it does make sense
0: but yeah that, that's fucking crazy <laughs> so what do you got for me my man so like on the whole Two. yay nay what do you th- uh it, as a standalone yeah i would have been into it okay what about you but i would have been into it um i i like the the step that you took where it's just like we saw the good version now we're having another yeah like tail like not not tale, uh like a like a twilight zone like this was the first episode it had to do with the good outcome and now we're gonna get the episode where it has to do with the bad outcome. I would have been into that.
1: Yeah, that, that's, that's a way better approach. Yeah. All right. So <clears throat> uh, my, my first one here is t- a <laughs> fucking mess, like a mess of a <laughs> sequel. So <Okay. laughs> this is uh-huh. Burton's third Batman movie okay so we all know batman batman returns so he was actually supposed to make another batman movie and uh we all know what we got out of it we got batman forever don't hate on that movie I, I i sneakily like that movie. yeah uh it's it's a movie it's definitely a movie <laughs> it was made on film <laughs> and was released in theaters this is true yes 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 uh, so, this Batman was the uh, follow-up to Batman Returns, and it was supposed to come out in 95. So, Batman Returns came out in 92, so they were going to take the time, write the right movie, and come out in 95. Okay. Uh, so, at the time Batman Returns was coming out, there it was everywhere. Fucking toys, lunchboxes, backpacks. I had one. And fucking McDonald's. Right. To- like It was everywhere. Happy Meals. Like anywhere yeah the burn batman was like an all-time classic yeah so batman returns opened on june 19th 1992 and before fourth of july uh the new york times was coming out with all these letters and articles about how parents are angry and they're they're they can't believe mcdonald's has endorsed this violent horrible movie <laughs> one of the uh, one of the quotes even said, uh, "Has McDonald's no conscience?" And no, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's McDonald's. Yeah. It's McDonald's. Yeah. So uh, another, um, the Dove Foundation. It's a Christian organization. Oh Jesus! Basically, came out and said, uh, McDonald's is promoting a movie to kids that is gratuitous and graphic and violent. So the studio was already like, "Fuck, yeah, we're not getting some good press here." But that was from Batman Returns, not the second 1989 Batman. Right. This is from Batman Returns, the uh, the Penguin one. So I feel like, I feel like they were both equally violent. Yeah, I'm I'm looking back on them and I'm like, they're the same movie, just like. I mean, despite the fact that Batman put dynamite on something, and killed him
0: no one talks about that yeah you know the big like circus freak guy that he fights and he like punches him and the guy just doesn't isn't even phased and then he somehow has like a dynamite
1: on him i could get that i mean that batman clearly killed someone just didn't care that's true i mean that could be the only thing the one person dies in this movie (laughs) yeah it could be (laughs) i think all these parents were just true diehard
0: batman fans
1: yeah who knew batman doesn't kill so so after this Dove Foundation came out and said all this stuff, um, McDonald's and Warner Brothers, all their executives came out and said that the McDonald's Happy Meal toys are not an advertisement for Batman Returns. Yeah. The Happy Meal toys are an advertisement for the character Batman, which is okay, very... So yeah, no affiliation. <laughs> no affiliation with the movie that just came out. Yeah, that has Catwoman, <laughs> Penguin, and Batman. And the toys were a Batmobile, a Penguin car thing, and a cat thing. Hmm. So, <laughs> so that's uh, surprising. That is very surprising. <laughs> yeah, it's a total coincidence. So by late July 1992, this is a month and a half after the movie comes out. One of the Warner Brothers executives comes out and says, uh, anonymously, because he didn't want to be named, he said, the movie is too dark and just not fun.
0: Oh, shit. Yeah,
1: and uh, I guess the studio leaked that they weren't happy with the performance, the box office performance. So, yeah, it was pretty much a shitstorm after that. The writer of Batman Returns came out and said, uh, in an interview for a documentary, Daniel Winters, he said, It's great. The lights are coming up after Batman Returns, and kids are crying. People are acting like they've been punched, like they've been <laughs> mugged. Part of, me re- <laughs> part of me relished that reaction, and part of me to this day is like, oops. <laughs> so, it- That's... At the end of the day, he, he was kind of skeptical on it. Um, so all of this shit was happening. The executives were coming out and hating on the movie. McDonald's was hating on it. Parents were hating on it. Everyone was hating on it. Uh, at the end of this, Tim Burton was still supposed to make Batman 3. And he had ideas for Batman 3. Okay. But Michael Keaton was set to come back. Michelle Pfeiffer was set to come back. Robin Williams was in talks to play the Riddler. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, and Renee Russo was um, signed on to, to play the love interest. And they were bringing back uh, Billy D. Williams from the first movie as Harvey to Dent. To play Harvey Dent. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I like that. Yeah. This all sounds awesome. It does sound awesome. So the next step after this, this is like months after Batman Returns came out. Uh, Burton goes to meet with the studio about his next project, which he thinks is going to be Batman three. Okay. So he shows up to the interview or the, the, the meeting and he's pitching yeah. ideas, throwing ideas out for Batman three. And the studio just basically stops him and says, don't you want to make a smaller movie? Don't you want to make- they, some- were, they basically
0: were trying to keep him from yeah, making
1: they- another Batman because kids were
0: crying at the, I mean, I get the, Batman returns is very not, it's very much a adult movie. It's not meant it for is. children.
1: Yeah. It, that's exactly what Tim Burton said in a, in a um, documentary that I watched was the movie was never marketed to kids. It was never supposed to be marketed to kids. The McDonald's thing was the idea of the studio and McDonald's. It had nothing to do. They, it was before they even saw the movie. Oh, so yeah all that bat 1989 batman is not for children
0: no so why would they think that he was going to be making a movie for kids because they clearly didn't have this sort of marketing when 1989 batman was made
1: no i you would have had to have seen batman to have wanted to go see batman returns so assuming that you've seen batman you know what type of movie it is Yeah. And you know that Batman returns is going to be similar style, similar everything to that movie. Right. They don't, nobody takes that into consideration (laughs) when they, when they're judging Batman returns, it's, it's the same style. It's the same thing really, but he does murder one guy in cold blood. Right. So that's, I mean, either way, Uh, pretty much after that meeting, Tim Burton was out like immediately. And the studio pretty much immediately hired Joel Schumacher. And that and was. And he made
0: it lighthearted All right,
1: That was pretty much the beginning <laughs> of the end. So Michael Keaton stayed on to, to play Batman. And then uh, right before they were supposed to start production, he quit because he said the, he said the script was trash. And. Uh, oh, God. Once he said that, the studio said in a. Uh, uh, la times article that keaton wanted too much money he wanted merchandising rights and it just wasn't so they lied yeah they they basically <laughs> lied because he said the movie was terrible um after that robin williams uh came out, Dropped or, out. He, he didn't come out but he mentioned to some people that he hated the script and he didn't want to play the riddler Jesus. so they moved on and signed on the up-and-comer at the time he was fresh off of uh ace ventura and signed on jim carrey uh wow. billy d williams actually wanted to stay on and play harvey dent but joel Schumacher. yeah i did see that i did see that yeah, yeah joel schumacher didn't want him he wanted a less black one <laughs> so he went, with tommy, <laughs> he went with tommy lee jones basically the most the, like you could get is tommy lee jones yeah and uh, Jesus. after all this, Marlon Wayans was still supposed to come back and play Robin. Uh, he was signed on to play Robin in Batman Returns, but he was cut from the movie because uh, it was already a pretty crowded movie in the studio's opinion. So they cut him out of the movie. He was signed on to return for Batman Returns or Be- um, Batman Forever. But Joel Schumacher, again, wanted a whiter Robin and not Chris <laughs> O'Donnell. <laughs> so marlon wayans was never in a batman movie but he was paid for two of them marlon wayans yeah jesus christ so uh, pretty much after that the the only constant in the two movies is alfred and that's how we got batman forever and no batman 3 that's really sad honestly
0: like I'm severely disappointed that we didn't get Batman.
1: Yeah, it, it, it. I hate how the studio treated him after that.
0: So basically, once again, children ruin it. Pretty much,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, how are you gonna do Tim Burton like that? He, I'm sure, and I'm sure both movies made a fuck ton of money.
1: Uh,
0: yeah. Jesus. So instead, they made two of the worst.
1: Yeah yeah but superhero another, movies of all time another interesting thing that i read was that if we didn't get the fifth batman batman and robin they would have never greenlit nolan's batman Oof. so it so you, you, you takes some
0: i i'm no offense to bat like the 1999 michael keaton batman and 92 batman but i mean we've got like probably the greatest superhero film of all time in The Dark Knight. So yeah. if, if, that, if we had to get two really bad movies to get one
1: like life-altering movie, I say it's worth it. Yeah, I saw all of those in theaters and I had all the toys, but I'll give that all back to have The Dark Knight Trilogy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely.
0: Um, which, by the way, I don't actually hate Batman Forever. I hate Batman and Robin. As far as a movie, as a comedy, it is outrageous. I Batman Forever. I don't. I don't. I don't hate it. I don't
1: particularly like. It's more of like a nostalgia watch for me. Yeah, I'm the same way. Like, I like Sandlot, but I don't want to watch it right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um that
0: that's it it sucks because we didn't get Batman 3 but at the same time I'm happy that it didn't because like you said no Nolan trilogy is basically like what would be the best superhero movie I couldn't even I I couldn't even think of what would replace The Dark Knight as the best superhero movie of all time
1: there's not even really a close second Maybe Iron there really Man. It really isn't. Maybe Iron Man? Maybe. Just because that was the first one to be. The MCU powerhouse. Yeah. Yeah. But even
0: then, like, Iron Man is such like, a low rate hero.
1: In the comic world.
0: In the comic world. In the movie in the MCU. world. He's the
1: fucking head honcho. Yeah, he really HVIC. is. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Headfish in charge,
0: for sure. I mean. Yeah, so it's it's hard because you have Batman which is Batman. Uh, I guess I would I don't know if I'll get. Hate don't for you this. fucking say it. Don't <laughs> you fucking say it. I think close second could be minus the third one, the Toby Maguire Spider-Man.
1: Fuck. What? <laughs> Dude, I honestly like the first Amazing Spider-Man better than I like the first regular Spider-Man i think andrew garfield is such a better spider-man
0: oh my god fuck off fuck <laughs> off with that andrew garfield fuck off with that what do you have against him i just don't like him i just really just don't like the amazing spider-man or the amazing spider-man 2 i think they were ruined and he's the centerpiece of that so not a fan
1: you're not a fan because you didn't like the movie not because you didn't like him
0: i didn't like him either i just thought he was too cool to be He was like that skater kid.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I guess I could see that if you're Hannibal Lecter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. You know,
0: so uh, speaking of Tim Burton, um, this is pre-Batman. Well, we all have another Michael Keaton, Tim Burton movie we all love. At least I love. I don't know about your thoughts on this, considering you hate E.T., but um, Beetlejuice. Is that, a, is that an okay in Kevin's, in Kevin's world? I love Beetlejuice. Okay, love okay. It. So, speaking of Beetlejuice, our next installment is a little sequel I like to call, as does everyone, <laughs> Tim Burton's Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian. Luau, Luau. That's I'm doing the, the name luau. of the movie? Movie is called Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian.
1: Huh. okay. It sounds like a Weekend <laughs> at Bernie sequel. So, basically, the,
0: the backstory, uh, I'll just tell you what the movie's about. So, Lydia, obviously a writer, and the Dietz family, which is her family, uh, moved to Hawaii to open a resort that is built upon ancient burial grounds. By the way, this never comes back into the plot. Just, I just want to throw that out there. They they oh. said it's ancient burial grounds, never comes back into the plot. Um, so it could just then,
1: be no
0: burial grounds. Correct. It could just be a, a lot that's for sale. <laughs> and then, for reasons undisclosed, she hires Beetlejuice to scare her family off the island. Sound familiar? It sounds horrible. <laughs> yeah, but does that, does that, does the base of lydia moves somewhere new with her family hires ghosts to scare off family
1: that sounds a lot like the first one
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is a exactly like the first one also by the way a little plot point that they throw she also somehow makes uh beetle somehow makes lydia fall in love with him with some magic like roofie spell i guess and i i don't, I don't know so um after the success of beetlejuice which wasn't planned the studio, as studios do, forced Tim Burton to basically make a sequel, considering how good the first one did. Um, he came up with the concept and script as a joke saying, they'll never, like, Beetle, what's the worst thing you could possibly think of? Beetlejuice goes Hawaiian. So he wrote basically the same exact script. The concept was meant to scare off the studio. Was it, uh, was it meant to be the same movie? yeah it was like lazily done like he was oh, just okay. like we'll just do the same thing like copy and then paste say, change it and say, say, change these say, to
1: hawaii yeah
0: exactly so the studio obviously didn't hate it they were like this is gonna make a million dollars billion dollars so they greenlit to do the movie keaton and winona rider signed on as long as tim burton directed um but luckily for all of us Tim Burton got started on the Batman franchise, so the project just kind of got lost. I think they ended up asking Kevin Smith to do it, and Kevin Smith's response was, "Didn't we get what? what didn't we? Didn't Beatles just say enough like in the first movie? Like that's I think we we basically closed up the uh, the shop on that one."
1: Yeah. So I, yeah, I thoughts actually, on the it'll just goes to Well, I actually heard on a. Uh, podcast or something that kevin smith was on about how he pretty much laughed in the face of the studio when they asked him about the movie oh really yeah like he (laughs) thought it was hilarious and i guess that he got the joke like they that tim burton did not want to make this movie and did not right right yeah i think he got the joke and nobody else did well because i mean think
0: about studio heads they're businessmen a lot of money, yeah, and they clearly think like, "Oh, let's bring Beetlejuice back. It's gonna be a good thing." But Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian is—it sounds like a direct-to-DVD thing with like Stone Cold Steve Austin playing Beetlejuice. <laughs> like... <laughs> like, honestly, I it's, it, it's 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 like a it's like a, beh- a behind enemy lines too with like. Insert WWE wrestler. It's, that, by the way, it was an actual movie. Same thing with uh, like Jarhead two and three. Like it's just with Ren. They just take the, the, the title and they slap and put some new actors in it that will never be seen again. And they think they're going to, well, they probably will make money off it.
1: I don't know. This reminds me of when saved by the bell went to Hawaii and it was like this whole story oh about Hawaii saved by the bell. Like, that's what it reminds me of. It's the same save by the Bell, it's just in Hawaii. Same exactly. Beetlejuice, it's in Hawaii. <laughs> it's in Hawaii. Um, what I
0: thought was, was crazy is that Michael Keaton and Winona Ryder were like, yeah, we'll, we'll do the movie uh, as long as Tim Burton directs it. Like, they must have been, like, oblivious to the fact that this wasn't a real thing.
1: Or they just needed money, that's which what, is fine. That's what kind of blows my mind is, like, well, maybe with Michael Keaton at the time, but... He's so picky and choosy now. I
0: yeah. can't
1: imagine that he hasn't been like that his whole career. Nah, Why would he I agree think he to was... do this? I you, mean, you Beetlejuice think itself. It for the money?
0: Maybe, but Beetlejuice itself doesn't seem like a Michael Keaton role. Yeah. I mean, well, then again, I guess, I guess that's not the case. Because, I mean, I feel like he's done more comedies than has, like, serious movies. I mean, he did do, like, Multiplicity, and I know he's done, like, other comedies, too, so. Yeah. I guess it's not, like, too off, but this is, Beetlejuice Hawaiian. it is is a direct-to-DVD or, like, a cartoon or something. It's not a, a, a sequel to a great
1: movie. Yeah, it definitely sounds like. As good as the title it sounds as good as the title yes it does (laughs) it sounds like saved by the bell goes to hawaii like that's what it sounds like to me i feel like that's a lot of stupid little tropes
0: especially back in like the 80s and 90s you say blah 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 movie goes to hawaii in hawaii that's like the where sequels go to die and luckily this one did die before it even came out
1: yeah i'm glad we never got that sequel oh fuck that would have been so bad that would have by the been... way by the way beetlejuice did win a surfing competition in the movie fuck it! <laughs> it's like tim, i could see tim burton writing and he's just like "What was a really stupid idiot yeah. studio <laughs> and then beetlejuice won the surfing competition yep like i could just see that yeah um it's i
0: mean i don't really know what else to say other than the fact that it's fucking it just sounds awful.
1: Yeah, that's that's my thoughts on it too. <laughs> <laughs> All oh, right, my. so what you got? All right, my next one is a sequel that nobody in their right mind would ever want. <laughs> okay. It is Gump and Co. It is the follow-up to Forrest Gump. Oscar winning movie Forrest Gump. Jesus Christ! Yeah. So, Gump and Co. was a novel from the same author that wrote Forrest Gump. It's an actual novel sequel.
0: Wait, wait, wait. Forrest Gump was a book.
1: Yeah, it's a book, and there's a sequel to it called Gump and Co. This is like me telling you that Stephen King wrote uh, Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I had no idea this was a book. God, this makes me think how less and less creative Hollywood is
1: nowadays. Yeah. Yeah, so apparently Gump and Co. was, or Gump and Company, uh, was supposed to take place four glad minutes. Glad
0: clarified that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the acronym there. All right. The, it was supposed to take place four minutes after the ending of the first movie. So he makes what it to, at the he, end? He, you know, he makes it to his kid's house or whatever. Yeah. And it pretty much just fades out from there. Like, he's at the kid's house and... He, fi- he finds out that it's his kid. Right. So picks up. And Robin Wright dies of AIDS. She dies, yeah. In the book, yeah. apparently she doesn't die until the beginning of the first book, or the second book. Okay. So the movie was supposed to follow him raising his son as a single father through the 80s and 90s. And the, uh, the, f- the first problem with the sequel was that it was fucking crazy. It was insane. Oh, <laughs> wow. So we all know how the first movie was. Like, he's in Vietnam. I mean, that was crazy. Yeah, that was, was crazy. It's past. crazy. Gump and Co. is like 10 times crazier. Oh, so, God. um, So in uh, Gump and Co., Forrest Gump's company starts failing, and he goes broke. He has to take a job as a janitor in a strip club. At that point, he, <laughs> meets, he meets a professional NFL player in, a, in the strip club, and the guy talks to some people. He remembers that Forrest Gump played some football, and he was really good. At Alabama. Yeah. So Forrest Gump then becomes a professional football player for the New Orleans Saints. At that oh point. Oh, my God. At that, <laughs> it gets worse. <laughs> at that point. <laughs> Forrest returns to Jenny's grave and she talks to him as a ghost. Oh no. And from that point on in the movie. I thought you were going to say he brought her back from the dead. No. (laughs) From that point on in the movie. It does get
0: worse. It does get worse.
1: (laughs) She's basically coming back every now and then to hang out with Forrest and Forrest Jr. And she's just in the movie like the rest of the movie. I think his mental retardation has gotten much worse. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think he actually needs to be admitted. So, yeah, we were talking about how crazy the first one is. So the second one, this is all the shit that he does. He uh, helps invent the formula for New Coke. He works with uh, John Hinckley, which is uh, Reagan's attempted assassin, at a Christian-themed amusement park. Oh, my God. He uh accidentally takes down the Berlin Wall. He, cr- <laughs> <laughs> he crashes the Exxon Valdez. He systematically ends communism. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> pretty much. He convinces uh 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 what's his face? Uh, Gorbachev to end the Soviet Union. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And the the last one was that he uh <laughs> oh god. <laughs> He fights in Operation Desert Storm with an orangutan named Sue that he met while he was an astronaut. Wait, wait, he was an astronaut too? It doesn't touch on it in the book, but... He survives. He's the only survivor of the Challenger explosion. Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) So (coughs) that's everything that was in the book. The movie adaptation of this... Oh shit, this was in the book. This was in the book, yes. that That was going to that was published it was going to be in the movie and read it was in the book and it was going to be in the movie (laughs) so the the film adaptation or the script had uh forest riding in the back of oj simpson's bronco while he was being chased no so that was another crazy thing oh
0: my god yeah why was he in there
1: uh it it doesn't say it's just that he was in there shit now we know oj didn't do it it was forced it was forced fucking Gump. <laughs> so the studio 100 intended to make this movie and they even bought the rights to the book for two million dollars oh my god so the, the the whole unraveling of this movie was that robert zamakis the director of the first one didn't want to be involved in a sequel at all never wanted to <laughs> And he basically said the first film was a lucky success because of the baby boomer nostalgia. And he didn't think that people would want to see a movie about the same thing, just more. With like new more events. The same thing. Yeah. More events, yeah. yeah. So oh, God. around the same time, Tom Hanks came out to a, a publication, whatever it was, and he said that he was never sold on returning. He never wanted to return, and his catchphrase, the Forrest Gump catchphrase, "Stupid is as stupid does," made him "quote unquote" sick. So he never wanted to do a sequel. So he hated Forrest Gump. Then. He hated it. He hated. I guess he hated how popular it was. Cause he, I guess he thought he was going to make this artsy film, and, and then be it became really like good. a classic. Yeah. So, even though all this happened, Robert Zemeckis, Tom Hanks didn't want to do it. The studio said, "You're doing it." We want a script. (laughs) So a script was written, and uh, the so (laughs) the screenwriter this (laughs) takes a dark turn. The screenwriter Eric Roth, um, put his script in the mail to the studio on September tenth, two thousand one. Oh. So the next day, obviously September 11th uh, happens and they kind of put it on the, on the shelf. And then uh, around 2002, oh God. the studio says, the world has changed and nobody wants to see an idiot fumble his way through another war. <laughs> so that was the end of Gump and Company. So the terrorists stopped force come to from yeah made. <laughs> yeah. Jesus.
0: yeah basically
1: oh my god that is because if you think about it like the the movie came out in 94 so this is some a number of years later yeah that they're still thinking about making this 2001 and by 2002 yes. they're still kind of considering it and then by the end of 2002, they're like, no, we can't do this. That, that was right <laughs> like, around the time that we were going to war. Going to war with Iraq and Afghanistan. Yeah, so yeah. it was like, oh, no. But almost on eight years, nine years almost that they were considering making this. Yeah,
0: that's crazy. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs>
1: Fucking Jesus amen. Christ. It took terrorists
0: to stop this movie from being made (laughs) yeah I think that might I think yours might have gone to the top (laughs) of uh, of, jeez oh my god yeah Uh, well I mean my next one wasn't stopped by terrorists rather it was stopped by the sands of time (laughs) 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 and I'm talking about the vega brothers movie now if you don't know there's a little movie two little movies pulp fiction that quentin tarantino made that featured and most people didn't really i feel like most people didn't really make the connect because i know i did it what were they while.
1: again you cut out a little bit where were they
0: reservoir dogs and pulp fiction okay so i feel like a lot of people haven't made the connection between two characters within both those movies which is vic vega played by michael matt right michael madsen that's his name I think so, yeah. Sounds right, sounds right. And Vincent Vega, which is obviously played by John Travolta. Um, so apparently these guys, uh, according to Quentin Tarantino, are not related, despite the fact that they do have the same last name. So this was supposed to be a sequel that kind of brought together the Quentin Tarantino cinematic universe, the... QTCU, if you will. <laughs> and br- and, br- and so um, there were actually two plot points for this movie. Uh, the first being, which I actually hate this one, according to Michael Madsen and Quentin Tarantino, both Michael Madsen and John Travolta would play a twin of each Vega brother. So Michael Madsen would play the twin of Vic Vega, and John Travolta would play the twin of Vincent Vega. The whole plot was they both just got out of jail and are on their way to avenge the deaths of their brothers. Both of them don't know who each other are, and they just so happen to sit next to each other on the plane on the way to get some good old-fashioned Quentin Tarantino revenge. As far as the rest of the movie is concerned, I'm sure it was probably a wordgasm, as Quentin Tarantino usually does, and they probably both find out about each other. This would have been better if they found out if, like, Michael Madsen killed John Travolta in the movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, they yeah. both sit down next to each other. They have, like, these conversations about... And then they realize, oh, shit. Like, your brother killed my brother, whatever, vice versa. I don't know. Yeah, But that- it's like... Like, I feel like both of them were in different areas. Like, in Reservoir Dogs, he was killed by uh, Tim Roth, Right? Oh no, Steve Buscemi killed him.
1: Yeah, I think Steve uh, Buscemi it's been killed him. So long him. since I've seen Reservoir Dogs.
0: Yeah, and then Vincent Vega got killed by Bruce Willis's character. Yeah. So I don't know where they're both going. That they're avenging deaths, but it doesn't really make sense. And of course, the other idea was that Tarantino w- would make this as a prequel, where I guess Vincent and Vic were somewhat related. And this is when Vincent Vega is working in Amsterdam for one of Marcella Wallace's clubs, and Vic goes to visit him.
1: Uh, Do they get royales with cheese?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I'm hoping they went up. I don't know if they would get royals with cheese, but I would hope that they would. Um, obviously, it doesn't get made because by the time Tarantino even decided to start making this, mm-hmm. both the actors ended up being too old, and. Like uh, Tarantino was just like I have other shit that I'm fucking doing right now. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I dig a prequel of both guys getting into some real drug-addled disaster, especially in Amsterdam, like a European. That's like Euro trip, but like back back then. So plenty of violence, plenty of funny moments.
1: It sucks that it's
0: that that wasn't ever that never came to
1: fruition. Yeah, I could have. I could have been into this if it was a prequel, but it still had, like, I don't like the idea of them being twins and like, what are the (laughs) like coincidence that both your brothers got killed? You're both twins. You're both on the same plane. Like, come on. Yeah.
0: You're definitely not going to the same place. That's what, that's really what got me. I'm like, I think both movies, I don't, I don't, I'm assuming Pulp Fiction was like in LA, maybe Reservoir.
1: I think Reservoir Dogs was in San Francisco or something.
0: Okay, maybe they're going to a, a connecting
1: flight. <laughs> <laughs> they're coming from Canada, like northern Canada. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know. They got to stop in uh San Francisco.
0: Yeah. Um I I I I like it. I I just it, it would have been better if they were both young cuz obviously now. Young.
1: Yeah. It it would have been better if it was maybe thought out before at least before Pulp Fiction was made right because I feel like they never that that was like a one movie that they never intended to make a sequel for and they're trying to like like Quentin Tarantino's like how can I make this into a sequel oh I got it they're twins (laughs) and you know what both of them have a twin brother
0: when I read the first thing I was like both of them are brothers but i'm like but then how are they alive and not know who each other are at first i thought they were like twins separated at birth i'm like (laughs) that's really fucking stupid and then they were like no they're twins of the dead characters which probably sounds more stupid than the fact that they were separated at birth
1: yeah no it does it does (laughs) (laughs) i had to process what i just heard like i yeah i still don't fully understand it but like honestly neither do i it's it sounded like a poor excuse to try to make a sequel it really did and i think by the time tarantino was even serious about writing anything both guys because
0: he said like i tried like in my head to make it work with them older and it just didn't yeah in either scenario obviously a prequel wouldn't have worked but then this thing where they're like out of jail they're both twins they're both on the same plane ride they're both out for the same revenge it just was too far-fetched for tarantino which that's you know that's when
1: you stop yeah yeah uh so this next one is a movie that i've been like i want a sequel for (laughs) i've wanted a sequel for it's one of my favorite movies it's district 10 the sequel to the 2009 Neil Bloomkamp movie District 9, uh, which I, it's probably top five favorite movies for me. It's a good movie. It's a great, <laughs> it's a great movie. I really wish they didn't go with District 10. They went
0: with like District 9, two more districts, too much or something. District I don't know. 9 and three quarters, and it's a Harry <laughs> Potter
1: crossover. <laughs> I wouldn't be mad at that, honestly. <laughs> so no. the, the backstory on District 10, um, you got to kind of go back to District 9. Um, Neil Blomkamp was supposed to direct the Halo movie, and obviously we know oh, that studios, didn't happen. Yeah, that could Halo be a whole nother episode. <laughs> um, so Peter Jackson scrapped the Halo movie, or basically the studio scrapped it, and Peter Jackson agreed as like to make it up to him or something was like, yeah, I'll make district nine. So he agreed. He greenlit district nine, uh, based off of bloom Camp's short film alive in Joburg, which is amazing for a short film. So good. Um, so it was supposed to take place about four years after the first movie, because you know, at the end, Christopher leaves and says, I'll be back in four years. That's pretty yeah. much the end of the movie. It's like, Hey, I'll be back in four yeah, years. Doesn't he, just ab- he just abandons him. Yeah. He, he says he has the cure to turn Wiccas back into a human. A human. Yeah. And he's like, Yep. Yeah, peace out. I'll be back in four years. <laughs> <laughs> AKA I'm out of here. I'm not. Pretty much. Yeah. So other than that, nothing about the synopsis has been talked about. And it's for sure not happening. Uh, i'll get to that at the end okay so according to the director neil bloomkamp he never intended and never wanted to make a sequel to district nine which doesn't make sense because district nine so, ends on a cliffhanger it really does it really does yeah it he did i remember
0: seeing it i thought there was going to be a,
1: another one yeah so he didn't realize that it had the potential to have a sequel until he was editing the movie. So it's kind of crazy (laughs) that he like, he shot the entire movie and was just throwing it together, editing it. And he was like, Oh shit, this sets up a sequel. And that's when he first started to think that there could be a sequel to this movie.
0: Was he like completely oblivious during filming? Like, how do you not know your own movie? I know shit.
1: Yeah. This, this can be a, uh, there is a a way to end this and, and promise more. Uh, maybe he uh, took some stuff that was out of like out of um, sequence and then edited it to make it have a setup for a sequel. Right. I, I, I don't know. I can only imagine that. I hate thinking that he didn't plan a sequel with that ending. Right. It sucks. So I mean, it does suck. Uh, yeah. District nine came out in 2010 in 2000, uh, 2010. No, it came out in 2009. So in 2010, Bloomkamp was doing an interview with a magazine, and he said he had no idea what the the story would be for District 10, but that he had an idea for a prequel called District 8. (laughs) So he was kind of toying around with making a prequel, and basically his busyness was always in the way like he never wanted to make a sequel he always wanted to make original stuff so in uh is that why Elysium and Chappie basically look exactly like District 9 yeah so apparently from what I read from all this shit is that District 9 Elysium and Chappie are supposed to be like a three film like you know like Shaun of the Dead type thing you know it's like a three film thing and then it's like it's it's its own thing like, it's like a trilogy, but not. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's basically three films that are similar Set. in style. And right. St- yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah. So, 2013, Elysium comes out. Uh, he's working on Chappie pretty much immediately after Elysium comes out. Uh, Chappie comes out in 2015. And by that time, Camp just never cared to make a sequel or never... It had always been talked about, but he was never actively trying to make a sequel. So in 2015, he was quoted in a magazine as saying he has a good idea for a sequel. He's ready to make it, but he can't make it for another three years. So (laughs) What? Yeah. So this this was um, right around when he was in talks to make the fifth Alien movie, uh, right before Ridley Scott's movie okay and he was even he was working on it he was working on the technology for it he was talking to sigourney weaver getting her on board Ooh, he had so much shit done he even went on twitter and posted uh some some renderings of some scenes in alien 5 so he's working on that uh ridley scott returns to the series and basically indirectly Over- pushes pushes yeah, him out him yeah, yeah, so it was a shame. Yeah, even in a, a Reddit, covenant yeah, good. a Reddit AMA, um, somebody asked if anyone would ever see his his alien movie, and he said um, most likely not. So Damn. that's that's a this shame. This guy has person. a really bad
0: uh, history with
1: like productions. Yeah, he does. So <laughs> that t- sucks. 2017, beginning of 2017. He uh, signs on to make short films with the video game platform Steam. Uh, the series was called Adam. And uh, okay. it was a mi- mini series made with the Unreal Engine. Uh, so it was like an interactive short film. Okay. So at this point, early 2017, Charto Coplay comes out and says he wants to come back. He wants to make the movie. He's ready to make it. And he, all he's waiting for is Neil Bloomkamp. Uh, by that time uh, was right around uh, beginning of summer. And Camp wrote an 18-page treatment for District 10. Basically the precursor to what the film was going to be. And then October 3rd, 2017, Rolling Stone has an interview with him. And they ask him if he's ever going to make District 10. And he says... Uh, he'll make it in the next few years unless I die and that's the end of District 10 that's the last we've heard granted it's not too f- too long ago but in my opinion they've kind of missed the 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 window to make District 10 agreed and also spoiler alert he's dead who's dead Neil, no, New, Neil <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah damn that's It's a horrible end to a sequel that really needs to be made because it he fucking set up the sequel. Like, how do you make a movie not knowing that there's going to be a sequel and then set up a sequel? I really feel like I need to rewatch that movie because it was, I feel like, ahead of its time. I really hope, if I go back and watch it, that the effects effects stand up. Yeah, agreed.
0: Yeah, oh, that's going to be rough, especially with the aliens. I don't know.
1: Yeah, the whole... The whole movie would be ruined if... It- That's, yeah, it totally would. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, let's get on to our honorable mentions. Uh, my honorable mention here. God, I don't... It's like... <laughs> it's honestly one of those things that you would never, ever imagine would happen. So apparently, everyone loved Gladiator. It's a great movie. This is a great movie. Uh, Russell Crowe thought there should have been a second one. So he enlisted the help of his friend to write a script for it. And a script, it it was about as much of a script as words on a piece of paper or a script. Oh, God. <laughs> wow. So uh, I'm not even going to tell you the title of what Gladiator 2 would be called. Because it's, it's Gladiator 2 with... With a little extra at the end. Um, I'll just give you the synopsis. So, Maximus goes to the afterlife after being killed. He's given the tasks by the gods. Gods are losing popularity from someone named Christ. Fuck. So, the gods task him to assassinate Jesus, who's taken all the worshippers away. Um... I'm just going to tell you, the movie's called Gladiator 2, Christ Killer. And then (laughs) (laughs) the movie goes from afterlife, like God of War type stuff to assassinating Jesus to he ends up fighting in all the wars of mankind, like X-Men Origins Wolverine, all the way up to to Vietnam, and then he ends up working in the Pentagon. So he goes from Italy, Rome to fighting in all of America's wars for some reason, and then working for the United States, and he has, he assassinated Christ. So, um, Russell Crowe obviously didn't like this. He said it was not good, but obviously this is more of a joke. I thought this was a joke. This is apparently legitimate. I don't know if they wrote it, Meant it to be a joke, but I remember him saying, like, Russell, you die at the end of the first one. He goes, Yeah, you sort that out. So I guess his way of sorting that out was making a fan fiction of what Gladiator would be. He just ends up like assassinating wow.
1: Jesus and working for the Roman gods. It's probably one of the most absurd things I've ever heard in my life. It sounds like a, a synopsis for it, like a Jarhead 7. <laughs> like, it's so, like, there's been so many actors playing the Jarhead main character that, like, they're they're yeah, getting into, like, agree. yeah, like, it sounds like a synopsis for a lifetime budgeted movie. <laughs> you know what this sounds like? It sounds like a movie that is none other, but, uh, Gerard Butler himself. <laughs> yeah, it does sound like a movie where Gerard Butler would play, uh. Russell maximus characters. yeah yeah maximus yeah totally oh god that sounds awful
0: oh man it is not good all right man so what do you got what do you got for this
1: my uh oh god it- it's 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 a movie that should never be made it should have never been considered <laughs> and i'm glad that it didn't get made it's uh my honorable mention is the departed 2 <laughs> oh god cruise control um, <laughs> no it, it never actually had a title it was just called departed two uh but basically it was supposed to follow mark Wahlberg when he basically just disappears for the entire movie of <laughs> the departed one okay so this is in like this is the in between yeah so this is not after what happened. departed it's like during the departed right this this was the idea for the movie so departed was based off of the the Japanese movie Infernal Affairs. Infernal Affairs. Yeah, yeah. So there was three Infernal Affairs that were made, and there the it was Infernal Affairs One and then two was a prequel and then three was a sequel to that prequel. So they're all prequels. Pretty much, yeah. So what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the Departed Two was gonna kinda go away from doing the prequel thing and do like the also movie, I guess you could say? Okay. Because Mark Wahlberg disappears pretty quickly and doesn't come back until the end of the departed. Yeah. yeah. And this got to the point where Mark Mark Wahlberg was interested in playing like they were they were interested oh, in making this movie.
0: I mean, of course he was. How are you so
1: surprised about it? <laughs> So the interest was there?
0: Was he paid $1.5 million for just thinking about doing it?
1: (laughs) Maybe, maybe. Uh, The the only thing that they needed was they wanted Martin Scorsese to come back, and that was, like, non-negotiable. If he didn't come back, they weren't going to make it. And they pitched him the idea, and he said, no, The Departed is a one and done. Like, it's a standalone, nothing else. There's no, there's nothing. Right. And at that point, it was just squashed Never to be brought up again, and we never got the departed two or the also movie to the departed. Well, I have to say that
0: isn't like I would have rather seen departed two than gladiator two, Christ Killer. <laughs> that's just me out of two Oscar movies for best picture, which that's actually funny that we have two Oscar best picture movies having two sequels that. Well, I'm just glad we're not made
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, the Departed is probably in my top five. Uh, it's in my top five, definitely.
0: I feel like you've named more than five movies that are in your top
1: no, five. No, top five is, <laughs> is uh, the, the Departed, um, Goodfellas, Into the Wild, District 9, and... Five. I, I guess, I guess, it's in my top four, it's in my top four. So, oh, so Depart is number one. Uh, yeah, Depart is number one. Okay, that's fair enough. I guess top five, the, the fifth one would be Casino because, like, it's the weakest of the, th- my three favorite Scorsese movies. Okay, fair enough,
0: fair enough. Um, all right, man. Well, this is like the first time we're doing this where we have, like, no, we usually have the new stuff, and I have to say, I really like the new format. I like, uh, we will definitely like polish it once we get more accustomed to the whole theme things. But I yeah. like the theme. This has probably been the most research you or I have ever done for a podcast. I don't so, think I
1: did this much research when I wrote papers in college.
0: Seri- I seriously felt like I was I'm like, man, this is a great class. Oh, wait,
1: this is not a class. This is what I actually want to be doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I remember writing stuff and I was like, I don't hate what I'm doing right now. Yeah, no,
0: I definitely like this. I definitely am looking forward to next week. Uh, we'll, we'll probably drop a hint uh, throughout the week uh, on what we're doing next. I know we had a couple of ideas in the pipeline, which is nice. So now we don't have to actually like focus on current events. Obviously, we'll probably talk about stuff uh, when it comes up. But as far as everything, I, I hope everyone enjoyed it. Uh, definitely let us, definitely shout us out on, the, on, the, on Twitter at Wicked Hot and obviously at Kevin and I's respective uh, handles. But uh, yeah, let us know how we did. Let us know what you think. What's uh, Let us know what any other movie that you have, like a, a sequel that wasn't ever made that you may have wanted to be made, or maybe one that we probably didn't cover because there were a lot. Yeah, there's a lot to choose from. Yeah.
1: There's a lot to choose from. Maybe we um, come back, we circle back on this when we get polished. Yeah. Episodes and episodes from now, we come back to this and we do uh, three new ones each.
0: Yeah, agreed. All right, man. Well, I think that's about enough. For me, I don't know if you have anything else you want to bestow upon us.
1: I'm fucking done with this shit. (laughs) Let's end the cast. Okay, cool. Bye, everybody. Later.